Hello and welcome back to the Potters Podcast. It's been two weeks without. That's the first time in history, isn't it? It is, but I was really ill. <laughs> to be honest, I caught COVID-19. But you've survived. I've survived, I'm a survivor. Yeah. That's what people have been saying, I'm a survivor, I've got through it. I'll tell you what, I was in bed for three weeks, it's not nice. No. All those people that are messing about going, oh yeah, it'll be fine, it's just a cold. It's not just a cold. First hand. Good swine. I know it's worse than swine, but it's COVID. It's COVID. Shut everything down. We're in lockdown again. Lockdown two point two. It's not. It's not a great time at the moment, is it? No. It's not a great time. People have got to abide by the laws. Make sure they stay in. Don't get what I've got because I know first hand. I've had a positive test. It's not nice. Stay in, but go to work. Stay in, but yeah, it's still the same confusing. It's still the same confusing time. We've got a lot to catch up on. There's been a lot going on, and I tell you what, it's been fair enough. It's not great with two point zero, but it's great because we're looking like an incredibly good championship side now. Especially over the two weeks we've been off, everything's been turning round. It's been fantastic. Yeah, I'm actually a bit emotional. We've had two defeats in in there, aren't we? We've had two defeats, but I think let's be honest, we we, we lost. We got lost to Watford on the thanks to the referee. We yeah. got absolutely shafted, you know, the, the goal that never was. Let's be honest, no. you know, quite bad really. But other than Watford, I think we've been putting in solid performances. Tyrese Campbell's been brilliant. Fletcher, you can't stop him scoring at the moment. I take everything back from the start of the season when I said he's finished. He's thirty-three. I was being a clown. <laughs> I'll say I'll that, and, I, and I'm quite bashful to be fair. So you know, it's one of them. It's been it's been a great season, and it's a year on since Michael O'Neill came in, and I think it's been a fantastic year to be a Stoke fan. To be honest, yeah, it's been. Um, let's face it, he took over. We were bottom of the table. Yeah, eight points out yeah. of I can't remember sixteen games. Was it seventeen? Twelve games. months on, we're now eighth in the table. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah, so, to be honest, if we beat Watford or got a point against Watford, we'd be in the playoffs now. It's amazing, the team. Yeah, and the thing is, it's nice to see us at the top end of the table um, rather than the bottom for a change. It gives you a little bit more... You can relax a bit more, can't you? Well, it's not so much relaxing. I just find it humbling and, and fantastic the way we're playing now. We, we aren't struggling to play football now. We're, we're no. winning games. And it's like every time we do lose, we seem to bounce back. You will lose games in this division because everybody does. It's well, it's exactly it does. I mean, Reading have lost three on the bounce now. Yeah, the top Yeah, so well, I don't know if they're top now. I'm, well, they were top. They were top start yesterday. Because um, Swansea lost, didn't they? Because Swansea could have gone top and yeah. they lost. But the thing is, you've got to look at it and think. Well, we put them to the sword yesterday. Oh, we absolutely battered Reading. Could have been four or five, really. We, we we absolutely outclassed them. We we look like Brazil seventeen against <laughs> against Angola. Well, some, 40. Fan, some fans on social media going, three and all, but it's not been a great game. You're thinking, can't please everybody, can you? Surely. No, there was fireworks. That's all I can say. <laughs> Well, the thing is, at 3-0, I'm not going to burn about anything. <laughs> no, no. That's what I mean, there is no moaning. I mean, there should be, anyway. There is no moaning. I mean, if anyone knows the, obviously, the group page, the Potters, if people aren't on it, obviously get on it. I did go a bit OTT about Danny Bart when he made that air kick against Watford. I, 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 the anger kicked in. I, I blame COVID, to be honest, for that reaction. I think you spent too much time in the house and you were keyboard. Yeah, to be, to be fair, I, I've been stuck on my own in an house Keep for two weeks. Buttons. I haven't seen anybody for a long time. It is quite worrying. To be fair, 
Mark O'Neill's job he's, he's done he's been fantastic I mean going over the games that we've missed there's still obviously problems defensively that have come in Davies has been injured but Angus Gunner seems to have done a good job since he's come yeah, in yeah he got a little bit of sl- uh, stick at Swansea but at the end of the day the lad's not played a great lot of football lately. Swansea was a disappointing one for me because I, th- I thought we were really pushing on and it seems like and I've said this before about Stoke whenever they get to that pl- clinical point where it's like right we're pushing on they lose yeah. then they'll bounce back and then they'll go right we can break in now mm. then we lose it's a strange one for Michael O'Neill in some respects because before the Swansea game if you're looking at the next three games you've got Swansea in the top six you've got Watford who've just been relegated from the Premier League and you've got Reading who are top of the table so you know on you know on paper that it's, it's three tough games and you, we lost at Swansea Watford was a joke and then go away at Reading and absolutely thump them. And you think, well, sometimes you've probably got to put a little bit down to, to bad luck, really, and just go, well, yeah, all right, fair enough. We could, probably could have got something out of all three games, but it's not to be, and that's it. Well, because they proved themselves at Reading that they can do it away from home at a, at a top side. Well, Reading, I mean, it feels like at the start of the season, we looked like we were struggling at home with one win, no, no win in... I think it was two draws and a loss. Yeah. You're thinking, oh, we're struggling at home here. Are we missing the fans? Which, of course, don't do because we are a force of, of a fan base, to be honest. Yeah. And, but we managed to start pick, picking up results and we, we are still a bit inconsistent. We're still a bit bouncy from left to right, but the improvements from last season are there to see. I mean, we're eighth in the division. This time last year, I think we, had, we only got two points yeah. this time last season. We looked like a team that was struggling in every direction really to, to get great. I think as well, I think if, obviously we can't see us giving back in any time soon, but I think if we, for instance, if we were, then that negative, hostile atmosphere that was there before we left will be long gone now. Oh yeah, well, if people get back in the ground, which I don't think is going to happen this season by no. all the looks of things, but if we can get back in the ground next year, people are going to be, I don't Can't see that, that. that that hostility towards the players being there like it was before. Because I think because there's been such a circulation of players and because the youngsters have really stepped up this year, I mean, Harry Suter's Collins, been yeah. brilliant, Collins has broke through, we've still got Valinden to come back, he's playing for the youth, youth levels at the moment, I think. He's come back quite soon, hasn't he? <laughs> he's come back yeah. a lot earlier than we expect, so they're obviously slowly bleeding him in. We are playing with wingers, which we... I, d- I don't know, I think sometimes it's wrong, sometimes it's right, but... McLean sort of come back again as well, and he's put a couple of goals in in the last couple of weeks as well since we've been gone. We, is, we thought he was gone. Well, I mean, the thing is, before obviously in the last pod we touched on the formation and things, but the thing is, Michael O'Neill knows how to win ugly. I mean, yesterday they had sixty four percent percent possession, and we had thirty two, and we won three 0 which says it all that sometimes he'll sit in and, and we'll play ugly and catch people on the break and. The thing is, not everyone's going to be happy with the formation, but who cares if we're winning games and where we are in the league? I don't. Well, it's not only that, though. We've got a new partnership now called Flamble, <laughs> which which is, at the moment, looking better and better. Well, Fletcher's improving week on week. We, Fletcher looks yeah. looks like a real goal-scoring machine at the yeah. moment, and, and Campbell's not far off as well. And the thing is, if, if we can get some... The only problem is, because of COVID, we're playing so many games in such a short amount of time... Yeah. That if it was normal stages where you know because I think towards after Christmas it does go to one oh, game no, a week. Yeah, yeah. If it was normal season now, routine, well, Flamble, 
as it's now nicknamed, <laughs> could play more games together, and which means we would get more results. But because we're playing so many games in such short periods of time, gotcha. I think there is a problem with fitness, and I think that, that he's got to rotate. And I think Jacob Brown's come in and done well. Took another chance against Red and come off the bench. He's another raw talent, like you said before. Yeah, he's raw. The, yeah. the thing is with Campbell and Jacob Brown, they're raw talents that yeah. it's going to take a while before they get that consistency. I mean, it's like Campbell against Watford and was it Rotherham where he didn't really do a lot, yeah. but then came out against Reading and he was unlucky not getting that trick at times, Campbell. Yeah, and, and the thing is with Fletcher, with him being a pretty consistent goal scorer, he's good for them young lads. To learn from and be yeah. on, on by the by the side, so for me they can only get better really. Um, I mean the thing is normally before Christmas, it's Saturday Tuesday. It it's always been very. I've noticed last year a lot of midweek games are earlier in the season, and they do start it tailing off towards. Well, to be honest, we're also going to have to mention the massive improvements in Jordan Thompson. He's like the Northern Irish Pearling. <laughs> Let's be honest, his passing range is outstanding. I can't tell you've been outside the positivity. <laughs> you can't. The thing is, at the moment, you can't not be positive because they're playing so well, and everyone keeps saying, "Oh, I know why we're not up there." Because yes, every time we get to that point where we can kick on and get in those top ends, we do lose. But so is everyone else. Reading have now lost three on the bounce. We haven't. We haven't yeah. lost three on the bounce. It's been we, every time we've lost, we've bounced back. Like we lost, we lost, we had a horrible result against Watford, and we've come back and beat Reading at their place three 0 yeah. It should have been four or five. Yeah. So it's hard not to be positive because every time we seem to get a sucker punch, we seem to bounce back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and the thing is, losing Davies is a bit of a sucker punch for us when he'd been playing so well. And obviously, Angus Gunn's come in. And from what Michael O'Neill was saying yesterday, it was for him, it was a, game. Saved him. a good game. Yeah. Good game. Uh, great character. He's got great character. <laughs> it's a good game, but great character. Yeah. Italian then. <laughs> I don't know what you were talking. I thought you were telling me about Scottish. Um, yeah, like I say, you, you can't, you can't moan. You just can't moan at the moment. It is quite nice being a Stoke fan at the moment because I've got a feeling if we carry on the way we're going and we do get stronger during the season, there's a chance, all chance of promotion. There is. Oh, I don't think we'll be up there for the automatics, but because that consistency's really got to start hitting in. I mean, it's like. Let's be honest, Danny Bat, who's been pretty solid all, all through the time we've been off, well, I've been off because of COVID. It's these areas where we're under pressure where the, my worry is. Yeah. It's my only worry. My only worry at the moment is that when we're under pressure, we seem to make individual errors. It happened in the 3-2 win over Brentford as well, yeah. where towards the end of the game, errors started creeping in and they scored two goals. Luckily, we had three goals to win the game, but... Yeah. You know, these errors can have cost us, and it's like the Danny Bat one where you know you're air kicking the ball. I don't care what level you're at, at the end of the day, that's pub football. That is, <laughs> pub, if, you, if you were playing for a pub team, Danny Bat did an air kick, you go, unlucky lad. But when you're playing championship against the next Premier League side and yeah. you miss kicking the ball, and you can see it's a penalty. We can't do it in this division because, let's face it, there's not much difference in quality from top to bottom most years. Everyone's pretty, Everyone can beat everybody in this division. Well, that's the thing. Since we've come down, since we've come down, we've had three seasons in the championship. Now, the the one thing I've realised is that anybody can beat anyone in this yeah, division. On the day, yeah. It's literally the most up and down division I've ever seen. Yeah. And, and a team that gets some consistent, like we've seen with Leeds, like we've seen with West Brom, if they can get that consistency, they go up. Simple yeah. as that. 
especially in the in the business end of the season, if you can start winning regular, you, you will go up. Because the thing is, even Leeds lost games last year, and they were frightening last year at times. Yeah, I didn't like playing Leeds. It was no. hard to watch. Well, they, they were a great side, weren't they? I mean, they're not looking too great at the moment. No, they, they, they aren't looking great, but at least Sheffield United coming down. <laughs> All those big heads saying yeah. they're a bigger club. We were in the Premier League for 10 years and got in Europe. Yeah. You've had one year and could straight back down. Well <laughs> done, Sheffield United. Bigger club you are, yeah. yeah. Right, so we're going to the normal fixture, like always, because, of course, we missed two weeks, so we can't go through six games of player ratings. <laughs> player ratings. But we can do ready. Yeah. So we jump in. Come on, man. <laughs> and bomb. Get in. Come on, man. Right, Angus Gunn. Uh, yeah, I mean, he had some crucial saves first off. There was a couple of others. Uh, Reading had a couple of I think Samedo, Samedo, whatever his name is, from Reading broke through. Yeah. Made some good saves, especially first off. Didn't look scared. Didn't look very well settled. To the, especially to the, when he came on that first appearance, he looked a bit shaky when he first came in. But since then, since he's become number one because of Davies' injury, he's done all right. He's got knocking. Yeah. He's been okay. There's been some changes in our goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially with Jack now because he's out of COVID, obviously, and I can't see him getting in over that great because I think he's a good goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's not the Jack Butland show, so mm-hmm. I'll give him a, I'll give him an eight. I think he was solid yeah. did his job. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think he did well. To be fair, right, we're moving to your favourite player, Tommy Smith. Well, he got sort of sort of an assist for Fletcher, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, because everyone <laughs> thought he was offside and stopped running. <laughs> he was nowhere near offside. He was nearly, you know, if it was like the Bamford one, which was clearly offside, as we saw the other day. As it clearly wasn't offside. It was miles offside. His his wrist was offside. Yeah, but you can't use your wrists. Well, Maradona didn't he? Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he played well. I think he did very well, to be honest. Uh, Smithy, your favourite player? He's solid, isn't he? he? You just want his name on the back of your new shirt, didn't you? No, he did, <laughs> number 14, Tommy Smith. Uh, yeah, I think he did well, got an assist. He's, he's always an handful, that's a good thing. I don't think, I really don't think the manager likes him, but. He's not a wing back. He's well, he's a wing back. We know that anyway. But the good thing is he can cross, which is always a bit of a bonus for a player that plays right back. Uh, I'll give him a seven. Yeah. I think he did okay, to yeah. be honest. Right, so we'll look at Fox, Fox playing left centre back again. From what I'm looking at, that's because he can't run. Because <laughs> he's not a left wing back. But it looks like you know that's supposed to be his position. But to be fair, he made a couple of big blocks. He he. He did okay in that I'd role. I'd say he's probably one of his better performances, really, for Stoke. Yeah, because he hasn't really done a lot, really, has he? No. hasn't been impressed and by the job for a while. He hasn't played played more as a B player, to be honest. And since McLean's fitness has improved, he's sort of overtaken. The thing is, when Fox come in, I don't think he probably anticipated for Collins and Suter to be as good as they were either. Because he knows Fox can play centre-back as well. Yeah, I think maybe he was thinking he might be a good player for dropping there more regular. But well, this is what somebody said on uh, on the pages the other day about have we still got a problem with left left back? Okay. And, I, and I think we have. Yeah, yeah. I, I still think I still think we need a, a, a right. I think the thing with Tommy Smith is, you you know you know for a fact that he'll always drop in and he'll always do a job. But I still think that I think there's better options out there. Oh, well, there's definitely a better options out there. Yeah, I mean, I love Sergio Ramos <laughs> on the right wing position. But, you know, it's one of them. But I think he did all right as a left centre-back. I think he covers well. Uh, right, for me, uh, the brick wall is Harry Suter. Ten. He's just, just missed the consistency. Anyway, did, did we mark? 
Fox. No, we just forgot. Right, okay, we'll go back. Seven for Fox. Yeah. Six. Six. You just, you just don't like him, do you? It's <laughs> simple as that. Because he's Scottish. <laughs> now we just say the racist. <laughs> well, he's a racist, isn't he? He's from Scotland. <laughs> right, yeah, I'll give him a seven. I thought he did well. And now it's going to another Scotsman who plays for Australia. Suti. Just, for me, when Suti's playing, it just create there's no panic in the back as much as it has been in the past it just seems keep keep like he kept reading yesterday to a point where he just couldn't create anything he has he has a sort of a comfortability on the ball that mm. it's a 28 year old enough for like a 30 year old yeah. he seems so comfortable playing as a defender really. yeah he's, he's a good signing when, whenever i think it was purely super up now would have been mark hughes who brought him in yeah so to be honest, I, I think he's been a brilliant player. He's got he's got captain written all over him. I all think I think he's going to be the comfortable replacement for Ryan by yeah. looks of it. especially the drop off in form of Lucas. But I think that's because he needed surgery. But I'll give him a nine. I think Suter was brilliant against Reading. Yeah. Everything that came through, he just comfortably dealt with yeah. it. No messing. Yeah, I'll stick Fantastic for me. Right, so we move on to Danny Bats, Mister Airshot. <laughs> Mister Air. <laughs> Mister Airshot. I think he played well. He did. The thing is, he played well against Watford till that air shot. The thing is, I, I, I don't get me wrong, I was probably being silly about, I don't want him in the team ever again. But it was, it was because I was angry. And then I, was, I was just hoping for a win against Watford. And he is Mr. Inconsistent, and I think he always will be. I think he's consistent as long as he doesn't have to run. As long as he doesn't have to move. I think I think it's frustrating sometimes, is like when we just saw it, didn't we, previously on the telly, is like the game against West Brom last year. He was like a man mountain. It's one of the best defensive performances I've seen in a Stoke shirt for some time. Yeah. He was unplayable against he was West like Brom. He was like after like five brought back again once for one game. Yeah, just like sort of walked off the pitch and thought, you've had the greatest game of your life. Mm. But then you can guarantee the following week you'd want to throw something at him. I think he did well against George Puskas as well because he's a very good striker, to be honest, especially at this level. Mm. And I think he's been deadly all season, but... To be honest, I think he had a good battle with him. But do you not think that's that's that is bat in it in a nutshell? When it's a big game, he turns up big time. For I think it's not just that it's a big game. I think it's just that because Suti and Fox have got a little bit of mobility about him, it just means that he can just do his job. And I it think means that he can stand still. Stand still, yeah. Because the problem is <laughs> when, he back, when he has to move, that's the problem because yeah. he goes, he gets a bit jumpy, leggy. He gets a bit jumpy and he's got no pace. <laughs> But he did well against George Bush because kept him in his pocket. I'll give him an eight. Solid performance. I'll give him a seven. Just don't like him, do you? Right, so we're moving to the left area, which was James McLean. I think he was up and down, worked hard, never really. He just causes people mistakes, doesn't he? Because he never, he never stands still. Well, he, he, he got the tackle in, in their box, which led to Campbell's chance when he hit yeah. the post. It was all... McLean who did that kind of creativity he, we all like James McLean for what he does and it's because he never stops well. he never yeah. stops and the thing is he will score the odd goal as we've seen against Rotherham and the game before but I can't think who it was yes as well I mean for a winger some, most wingers nowadays they come they, they fly away aren't they I wouldn't like James McLean running at me he's a well, he, he caused mistakes he in, does. Their, in their defence yeah. they were making mistakes left right centre because McLean just didn't he stop. Just over yeah, he just ran at him. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, what do I do here? Because he's a big lad, James, and, and you think, well, 
it's not just the fact that he's quick with the ball, he's strong as well. And the thing is that I got from that performance of Stoke against Reading, I do not understand why Reading are top. If they still are, I'm not sure if they still are after the later results. Well, it's obviously their managers finding out what the championship really is about. Because I think he'd won, he'd won seven games yeah, before, the three five, yeah, yeah. before the five defeats. And then yeah. he's found out quite quick that Cause it's Because every time he ran at them, they just panicked. <laughs> Which, yeah. of course, led to a goal later on that we discussed. But I think he played well, McLean. I think he, he's come back in and, and a player that we thought wasn't going to suit the system actually is doing okay. Well, now. Let's face it. We've seen the best of James McLean since Michael come in. Yeah. It's as simple as that we have. And the thing is, it's like the, the, there was quite a lot of hatred towards him before that. Especially this time of year, there is a lot of hate this time of year. Yeah, obviously. Because he becomes Mr. Mr. He's enemy number one. He's basically Mr. Remembrance Day, yeah. isn't he, even though he doesn't believe in it. But yeah. it, it does all become about But I'll him. still always stand by the fact that when he crosses that white line in a Stoke shirt, it's about football. You just love that white line, Mark. When oh, he crosses it, that white line. Yeah. <laughs> it is him. He's playing. It's, the thing is. The way people need to look at it is, if when, when you go work, there'll be people you work with who've got beliefs that you don't believe in. But when it comes to getting the job done, you've got to work with them. Yeah, it's so you just have to work with them. It's like we work with people who are Vale fans. We don't believe in their beliefs of being a Vale fan. Exactly, but we've still got to work with them. We've still, still got to work with them. We've still got to get on with them. So, and it's the same but, thing. I know, yeah, but that's not the same thing. It is, it's very much real. And I don't really but want to But are you going to sling abuse and bottles at him if, if he won the league and it was him who scored the winning goal? No, everyone would turn around and be that fickle about it. Yeah, but like, it's, not, it's not me, but I don't, I don't want to discuss the, the, the problem of it. Because no, no, I'm not discussing the problem of it. What I'm saying is, is when he crosses that white line, if he scored the winning goal and we won the league, or every, all them Stoke fans can sit there and go, but he's all right. Nah, I hate him. <laughs> yeah, but for that moment, he's given you the, the league title. Yeah, so I'll give him a seven. I'll give him an eight. You go, oh, bloody hell, you'll give him There you go. Is that, is that just because of that? Right, skip straight over that because I don't want any hate mail. <laughs> John Obi McKell, who's for me is getting actually better and better in that midfield role for me. I think he's yeah, getting he stronger was, and stronger. He didn't have as many mistakes as he is have seen in, in previous games. He, Which shows he wasn't fit. Yeah, well the, the thing is he's he's constantly getting game time, so he's constantly improving, isn't he? So, at times, it, a lot of his mistakes, although a lot of them were crucial mistakes, they were silly mistakes, like a bad touch, heavy touch, and on the, you know what I mean, on the halfway line, where it could become a, a, a crucial mistake. It just, to me, just lacked match practice. Not so much fitness, just match practice. Yeah, to be honest, from looking at him, I think he, he is becoming a bit of a leader in that midfield area. He's, he's sort of, becoming that kind of defensive brick in the midfield that supports the defenders as well. He, he seems to have that mobility now where he is helping and moving. Well, his experience should help as well. I mean, at the end of the day, he's played at the top level. He's played in some big games. And if he's match fit and he's got match practice, he should make a difference to Stoke regardless of his age, shouldn't he? Yeah, basically, yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's one of them players that I think has got... He's going to improve and he... He's a, I think he's a, an important signing for this season. He should have. The thing is, he should have a little bit more in the tank anyway, even with his age, because you got to remember at Chelsea, I wouldn't say he was first name on the sheet every week. No, he had a couple of seasons where he's he was in and out, wasn't he? At the at early stages when he first went in, he was sort of back up. Then McAleary retired, and then he sort of took over. 
But then well, you know, Chelsea likely buy a player every other Sunday, don't yeah, they? Yeah, he, he never really developed into like a, the top, top yeah. player at the club. Chelsea fans aren't going to remember him in 20 years and go, oh, what a player he was. They'll go, oh, Joe, yeah. He's yeah. like Dean Whitehead to us, basically. Yeah. Where he was like a good player, but he wasn't really... He'd play full, then mess full. Yeah, he wasn't like Glenn yeah. Whelan or, you know, the great James yeah, O'Connor. so legs-wise, he should still have it, really, I think. He's not played, he's not been a constant... It's not like when we bought Fletcher and and he played at United like, for years. Yeah, and then he was first choice at West Brom for three yeah. and four seasons. Exactly. And, he played and then lost football. his legs and come Stoke. Yeah. I, I thought he did well. I'll give him a seven added. I think yeah. he was solid. Yeah, I'll give He's seven. a good holding base for the midfield. He, he really is. Mm. He's, he's, he has improved the team. Yeah, There's no question definitely. of it. I'll tell you what, he's, he's such a passer of the ball, this lad is. He's a great passer of the ball, but still yeah. don't know where he's... <laughs> no, I think, I think we found his position in the centre midfield. Yeah. I think we have, and that's obviously Jordan Thompson. Well, he was. the thing is, when he first come, when we looked at some of the Blackpool forums, they'd all said he was such a, a great crosser of the ball. Yeah. Um, but they didn't know where to play him. And you think, well, if you're a great crosser of the ball, that means you're a great passer of the ball. So maybe yeah. we knew he didn't have the legs to play on the wing. Well, I think it's because like it's taken a long time to sort of get in the team. Like I don't think he played a, a single minute for the first three games under when he signed for Michael O'Neill. But now he's, he's played on the wing as well. Again. He's played in the wing. He's played in the middle. I think he had a spell left back as well in one game. The thing is, what we're seeing from him, he does work hard. He doesn't stop. But it's his passing in the key areas that, that's impressing me. Yeah. And I think if we can knuckle him down and get him finally getting consistent, he could be a he could be a Premier League player. With the way he passes the ball, yeah. It's very it's impressed me. It, it it's impressed me from the first time I saw him of how good he was with the ball. Passing the ball. Yeah. He, he doesn't have a lot off. And I think that's what's got he's got to improve. He's got to improve where he's running to and where he's moving to. He does seem to be around defending the game, yeah. But as a passer, I don't think there's a better one at the club. No, I think he's the best pass. pass Surprises me because when he first came in, I thought he'd be one of them that leaves quite quickly. Yeah, I thought he'd be in and out or going out on loan. Yeah, but Michael O'Neill has slowly bled him into the team, and now he's become a big part of the team. The thing is, though, do you not think maybe that's like bad magic management on on Blackpool's part that they've gone? Well, he's a great cross. It we'll put him on the wing. When the reality is, he's he's probably better suited to a central in a central mid spreading the ball about because he's got good vision of where to well, pass the ball. That's what I think. I think it was into Milan when Pirlo was younger. He used to use him as a winger. Yeah, and because because of course Cause he, was he, was a good, he was a good cross for the ball. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, he got released by Inter because they didn't rate him, didn't think he was quick enough, whatever. AC Milan picked up the contracts and he was brilliant. <laughs> they, yeah. they, they noticed he was a midfielder. Yeah. Ancelotti put him in the oldie midfield role, even though he wasn't a very good defence defensive player. Still one of the best players but I've seen. He's passing yeah. was out of this world and that's what yeah. they've done. Now, I'm not saying Jordan Thompson's at the same level, even though we are calling no, the, the, I, Northern Irish player. It's more about Michael's... Man management because the thing is you see other managers doing it in the past. Benga did it with Henri. He would come in as a winger. Why? Because he's quick. Yeah, but actually you're better up front, and it proved that how many goals he's Yeah, because when he broke through Monaco with Benga, he played as a winger. Yeah. But then became a winger at Juventus, and it seemed to be too much of a jump, but he struggled. Yeah. But then Benga sort of moved him as a left top. forward rather than a winger, moved him more centrally. And he, he just couldn't stop it in the back of the net. Yeah. 
against, and that's, against that's teams good like Norwich and Blackburn yeah. and Bolton. Didn't score against Man United or, or Liverpool or like that, but, but he, he knew how in the back of the net against Bolton. It's, sometimes it's, management can change a player from being bang average or even worse. Yeah, a good manager knows how to develop You are in that position. Yeah, you're in the wrong position. You're in the wrong position. He's done it a few times now. Yeah. He's done it a few times now. It's like Morgan Fox. He'd only played a couple of games before coming Stoke as a centre-back and he sort of moved him in and goes, no, you aren't quick enough to be a wing-back. We'll push you in the centre defence. And he works now and again. Yeah. Especially when we've got no legs and, and... Collins obviously having problems with his hand because he broke it, yeah. so they're just thinking, well, let's put Fox in instead and bring Collins hopefully as back as soon as possible because I love him. But that's been a long degree, and I'll give him a seven. I'll give him an eight. <laughs> just have to go above me then, <laughs> even though he hates him and he's gone out on loan. <laughs> Get him gone. <laughs> True, we <spiel>, have him. <laughs> we have everybody on us. <laughs> right, so we're moving to a one part of Flamble. Which is Tyrus Campbell. Tyrus Campbell. Well, he had a great game. He had an incredible game. To be honest, took his chance in the first half well. Literally an off chance as well. He just dropped to him and he, he placed it beautifully, really. Just proves, I mean, I know a couple of weeks ago we both sat here and said that like he still has a raw talent and he, he isn't quite a 20-goal-a-season striker. But when he's on his day... He's one of the best strikers in this division. He does. From when I look at him, he does remind me a lot of Ricardo Fuller because Fuller was the same. He'd have two games where he did literally nothing, nothing. Yeah. and then he and then he'd play against Wolves and basically take on the entire yeah. team and, and spend it too. Yeah, it's like when he scored that goal at, at Upton Park. Just, just yeah, he hadn't scored. He'd done anything all game. He hadn't scored for six games before that yeah. as well, and he just goes. Wait, wait! That's uh, <laughs> one of Stokes' greatest goals in the rest. <laughs> yeah, the greatest Premier League goal we've seen behind Crouch. It's, yeah. That's the top of every list. Keep saying that. But it's, I think Campbell, if he turns up, uh, people might argue with me, he's up there with the best strikers. I think, I think if he gets more time with Cat with Fletcher and they knuckle down a proper partnership, he, he'll hit 15 goals this season. Yeah. And we'll struggle to keep hold of him if we don't go up. It's it's one of them. He's such a good talent. He's yeah. such a raw talent. He was unlucky. He was unlucky with the with his other shot at the post. Yeah, as well. rather at the post. It was a good chance. I mean, he. I mean, second second half. He, he was the pace and everything of our yeah. team. He, he's just such a good player when he, he wants to. Saw glimpses of it last season. Like when I mean the whole game last season, he ripped all apart pretty much. He could have had it. He could have had anything that day. Yeah, he could, he, I'm surprised he didn't score an actually that day. To be honest, he yeah, was all and, and that's the thing. And like you say, if you can, because the thing is, we looked at it a couple of weeks ago, and he was in and out the side a little bit, and I thought, come on, Fletcher's your Fletcher's your old up man, yeah. who's going to score goals, put some pace with him, and, and they could be deadly together. Yeah. He isn't slow himself though, Fletcher. I like. I tell you what, he's one he of the smartest. Move. He's probably the smartest mover I've seen. Yeah. And we'll talk about him after. But for me, it's a it's a nine. Yeah. He's for Tyrus Campbell, I, I yeah. mean, he was fantastic for me. And yeah. uh, to be honest, I think he was the big part of why we got a great result of three 0 And it, it's just a shame because I think if he can do that week in week out, yeah. we're up. We're going up. If he yeah. if he could do put that performance against Reading every week. We're going up. Simple I know this sounds that. a bit daft, but the way we're going at the moment, if we can keep this up how we are at the moment, yeah, all right, we might drop a few even there. And then once all these games have caught up and then we push on second half of the season after Christmas, that'll be nice then. Because the thing is, sometimes, 
Uh, I've noticed you look at a lot of teams that if they push second half of the season, that's when it's, it really starts gathering momentum. To be honest, I'm getting to that point now where I want to see money spent in Germany. I, 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 I want, what though? I think a defender to go alongside them too, so we can shift out bat. I thought you'd have been telling me that you want your bow come back in after his hat trick. It's going to discuss him afterwards. <laughs> it's like it. Uh, there people texting me at work going, bow scored hat trick last night. Yeah. We'll discuss transfers after because, of course, we're getting close to January. But Powell next. Subbed it, off. He was subbed off early, Powell. Yeah. But he wasn't doing a lot anyway, to be honest. He was a. He put himself about, but he, he wasn't... Done well in previous weeks as well. Yeah, the, 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 I've always yeah. said this about Nick Powell. He's probably the best free transfer we've, we've done since we've stopped spending money. He, he's a good player. And yeah. the thing is, when you put him behind the strikers, it's like his goal against Watford. Out of absolutely nothing, just dropped to him, bang, bottom corner. Yeah. And it, it's like, the, the thing is with him, he's, he's probably the, our best finisher. If you if you put it because he, he can hit it from distance, he can hit it close. Mm. He seems to always be in the right place. Yeah. But but he just it's he, like he's made of glass. He just worry every time someone. Yeah, he has, got, he has got dodgy knees, and that that is his problem at times. It's a shame because I'm hoping he's not out long. I don't think we've heard anything yet about no. how bad the injury is. But to be honest, I think he, I think he did. Uh, he he. He'd, he'd survive for me. He, yeah. he was on for a, pretty much a, a half one and mm. I know he got an injury, but he didn't really do a lot for me to give him anything higher than a five, really. Especially with only having half a game as well. It's not. Just, I'm not giving him a five because he, he, he's crap. I'm just giving him a five. I thought like well, he, he didn't do the other half. It's just what I meant. It's just like a, an early sub, isn't he? Yeah. Right. Fletcher, the other half, the hover half of uh, Flamel. The hover half. The other half of Flamble. Well, it's proving we can we can't see that his his first choice. His quality. Really, yeah. His quality. Yeah, he's uh, he's just grown. We can gradually no, noticed. I noticed at Luke when we played Luton, just little glimpses here and there where he thought he's going. He's, if he if he catches it right, I'll, I'll put it down to this. I'll probably say he's the most natural striker we've brought in since since James Beattie. He's that. He reminds me of a James Beattie. That's a good call. That. The, the way he moves, yeah. the way he gets in the right places, yeah. he reminds me of Beattie. Yeah, quite simple football, but the right. Yeah, time no goes skill. At the right time, yeah. No skill. No, apart no. from the obviously that dink he did earlier on in the season that was magical. If it had gone in, if it had gone in, yeah. But if that was nil nil and we missed that, I'd be screaming at him. You can't even. You can't even say if that goes in, I'll run on the pitch. <laughs> if that goes in, I'll run outside. We're going in. Go on. <laughs> Uh, I think he was. I, I do like him. He reminds me of James Beattie when he first came. Oh, cool, that, that off season, that. the way he plays, the way he moves. He reminds me of a natural striker, yeah. and that's what I like Good about vision. him. He, he knows where to be all the time. Yeah. His, his goal was well moved. He, he saw up the line and made that move. Just jumped on it, didn't he? Great player, and I think that you know when people say about us getting the Premier League, you won't be good enough. I think he will. Even though I know he'll be another year older. I still mm. think in the Premier League he's he's still got the legs for it. Only yeah. one year, and then when we stay up and finish eighth, we'll probably bring a new player in. So all up there, isn't We have a good result against Reading now. It's international break. Who's even cares about international anymore? Nobody cares anyway. 
I, I, I haven't watched any. I, I'm trying to think. Like, last time I watched England was the, was the Euros, the World yeah. Cup. It's last time I watched England. What's amazing is, is when we were younger, you wore that three lines on your chest. <laughs> England are playing next week, get some beers in. No, I never No, I'm just no. like... I never, I never used to watch qualifiers like that anyway, even when I was young. Never bothered. Never yeah. interested. Oh, I, I, did. I only watched tournaments. I tournaments, I love yeah. it, but I couldn't give a monkey's about qualifiers yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. I think England should just qualify anyway because every time we get a group it's it's filled with mould over in, yeah. in garbage anyway so it's Scotland yeah. so it doesn't really matter but I think yeah going back to it we went way off then <laughs> <laughs> three lines dead proud I couldn't give it monkey what, what country file <laughs> uh, I'll give Fletcher a, a solid eight I think he was good yeah. he took his chance well that, yeah. proper given nightmares all game and did it without really moving a lot. The thing with Fletcher is, is he he's that sort of comes back to the fuller thing of it is he will drift out of games, but because he's so alive on what's going on, he'll jump on a chance just like that. Yeah, he knows what so he's you doing. So right? you might think, oh, I've done much for half an hour, but then you're guaranteed he'll be alive and, and ready for that chance. Um, and, and that, like you say, that, that sort of comes back to the BT thing as well. He was alive. He drifted in and out of games, but then all of a sudden scoring the win. Well, it was like that match against City when we beat City and he got that head and he did, he did nothing. Well, nothing really. He did, he did nothing yeah. in that game. Then all of a sudden he got in, headed, bang, 1-0. Yeah. Stoke win, we see in the Premier League. It's just one of them things. Right, so 46, many Oakley Booth came on for Powell. Yeah. He, he, he kept giving the ball away. He was yeah. quite frustrated. He tries to be a bit too fancy, I think. I think he tries to be like Dali Alley. Yeah. He's a bit crap. Yeah, and he's he's <laughs> he's literally nosedived. Is he even still playing football? I've no idea. I know PSG wanted him on loan and then watched him play and said no, we're around. He should have well he should have gone really. Look <laughs> what they did to lose it. Oh Chopo Mopeng, yeah. Turn him into a will bit. Yeah, he couldn't beat himself <laughs> But uh, Sounds a bit rude that doesn't <laughs> <laughs> couldn't do that either. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't rate him at all against Reddy. I didn't I, I thought he kept every time he got the ball he kept losing it. Uh, yeah, I mean he kept going. To be fair to him, he didn't give up or out, but no. I didn't think he had a good good substitute appearance. To be fair, which is weird, really, because we won three 0 and you should be going. They were all brilliant, but no, Powell. And well, the other two, the thing is, you, you sort of look at the the Oakley Booth sub and compared to the other two subs, it was a poor sub compared to the yeah, other two. He, he kept giving the ball away. I'll give him a five. Yeah. I wasn't impressed at all, to no, be honest. I'll give five. But the thing is, you've got to look at when Collins come on. I love Collins, I do. I shut the game out. I think Collins, he reminds me, let me tell you who he reminds me of, he reminds me of Rio Ferdinand, or better. <laughs> no, he does. You've got to think from when he was young. I remember Rio Ferdinand when he broke through at West Ham. And he, he reminds me of he's so assured for his age. You've yeah. got to remember this lad's only now 18, 19. Yeah. He's not 40. No. He's, he's, he, I, I really rate him, I do. I think this lad's going to be big. The thing is, they both are, aren't they? Collins and Suits, they're both so relaxed on the ball. And the thing is, they get, as soon as Collins come on, it was game over for Reading. They weren't going to get No, but the thing is, fast. when Nathan Collins came on, they had nothing. They, yeah. they, they had nothing they, anyway. Well, no, but they were breaking through every now and again. They had the odd chance that it was... Mm. pretty much half chance but when he came on they couldn't get round us it's like Donald Trump's wall <laughs> yeah. that, well that's that's, that's dead <laughs> take it down <laughs> that's only half built that's a terrible thing to say <laughs> it's like Donald Trump's wall what half finished <laughs> and he wouldn't get finished now will he we aren't finished the article are we we said we're right in the wing back <laughs> 
And I think, yeah, they, when you're looking at it, I, I thought he was... He, he, he's such a good young player, he is, Nathan Collins. Yeah. Well, he's he's such a fan. United and Chelsea were interested, weren't they? Yeah, I can understand it now. I like watching him now. For me, he's got to be in every week. He's too good not be. Yeah. The thing is, we've got James Chester and Danny Bat, and nothing on him. No. He's such a better player. He's, yeah. he's, for me, I love Suter, because I think Suter is more ready because of the age. But... Collins is going to have a better career, I'll tell you that right yeah. now, from yeah. looking at him. Collins, he's only 19, 18, 19, and he looks like he's been playing football. Yeah, we could lose him. He looks like a player that's been playing football for 10 years, and he's not, he's not even 20 yet. Yeah, we'll lose him one day. No, he's going to be the new Ryan with Harry. It's going to be brilliant, honestly. <laughs> it's going to be magical. It's going to be great. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful it's going to be. <laughs> oh, so one. I'll give Collins the argument. I'm going to give him an eight for that. Yeah. Even though he came on as well, I'm going to give him yeah. an eight. <laughs> Let's <laughs> give him a turn, it's fine. I'll give him an 80, it was brilliant, I've got to yeah. be honest. And then Brown came on for Campbell just to put the icing on the cake. He did, and um, I don't quite know who the defender was, but I'm pretty certain he may have broke through ribs after the goal. Oh, I know, yeah, that was an horrendous collide, that was, wasn't he? And I, I didn't feel sorry for him at all. He, did, at the he went in slow motion about the, yeah, the goal. You just hear it cracking it. Yeah. Like you say, Brown is still obviously not, uh, uh, he's not first choice. It's an helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's not. He's obviously not first choice at the moment, but we have seen glimpses of him. that He has got ability. Like yeah. I've said before about Jacob Brown, he's raw talent. There's a raw talent in him, which I'm liking. Because from looking at him, I don't quite believe he's a striker, to be honest. I just don't think he's lethal enough. He would doesn't you more prefer Jacob Brown... On the bench, or would you have preferred it eighteen months ago when the bench looked like a lineup for a, for a golf? Yeah, it was, it was like a retired boy band. Retired the, the thing is, I'd more prefer me sitting there going, "Yeah, well, we've got this young lad here." Who can well, that's the thing because he, extra he, he he could do something, and that that's the thing. Like he, he took his chance. Right. Like he just put that defender under pressure, and he, he just he just went, "Yeah, I'll have it." Well, as a manager, all all Michael O'Neill can do is ask his subs that if you come on you make a difference. Mm. And Jacob Brown's come on and scored a goal. All right, fair enough, we're already winning. But don't matter. He's still come on and scored a goal. So he's still done exactly what the manager would have asked him to do. Can't yeah. do anymore. Yeah. Well, so. that's that's the thing I like about him. I think, to be honest with you, I've not been impressed with him when he started. I've seen glimpses of what I like about no, him. But when he's come off the bench, he does look a weapon. Yeah. He really does. Cause he's got not legs. a bad weapon, a good weapon, you know, like an <laughs> actual weapon, not... <laughs> Get the dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> well, some people call people what a weapon he is. What a weapon. That's normally an apprentice at work. What a I think he's a good, he's a very good super soldier. Yeah, I, I do agree. Normally when he started, you barely noticed he's on the pitch, but when he has come off the bench, he's, he's the thing is, he's, he's a young lad, he's not slow, He's gonna cause. He's gonna run all day for you. He, he does cause problems off the bench, and the thing is, I suppose off the bench, that sort of gives him enough time to to gel with the other lads. I, the thing is, what I'm liking now. I know obviously with the Tuesday games, he is changing things. But when we play Saturday, we're starting to see what the starting eleven should be. Yeah, it's slowly getting it's there. It's slowly now, getting yeah. there now where you're going, well, he's guaranteed. guaranteed well, when guaranteed. Collins comes back next week, I think that defence will go back to being solid again. Because the thing is, when when Collins doesn't seem to play, we do seem to look a little bit shaky at the back. Mm. But as soon as he came on against Red, and that was it. They weren't scoring. Yeah. You just couldn't get round him. He's so 
dynamic in every way. Well, we need we need some consistency up top as well. You need to be going well, yeah. Fletcher, Fletcher and Campbell start. Fletcher, you always get you always get what you're going to get from Fletcher. If he gets yeah. half a chance, he'll bury it. Simple yeah. as that. Because he knows how to move. He knows he knows when to move, and because he, he's he's been doing it for a long time. Yeah. He's 33. He's played well over 400, 500 games. Yeah. He's been a long-serving player. Didn't do well for Scotland, but let's be honest, who cared? And the first one off Scotland. He was good for Scotland. Andy Gorham. What? There's only two Andy Gorhams. There's only two <laughs> Andy Gorhams. <laughs> Colin Andrew. No. Alan McCoyst. Ali McCoyst, that's who I was thinking. What a legend he was. Still should have had him. He would have, been, he would have made us in the 90s. But uh, yeah, like I say, he took his chance while Jacob Brown put the defender under, under the pressure. He made an absolute howler. But instead of... I mean, the Jacob Brown of a couple of weeks ago would have shot early and probably missed. But this time, he took his time, gone round the goalkeeper and took his chance. Yeah, because, I mean, he, he did that. I mean, he's obviously learned from his mistake at Luton because he had the same opportunity yeah. at Luton. And instead of taking the goalkeeper on, he tried pass it and completely fluffed the old yeah, chance. Yeah, yeah, so he, that's what I mean about raw talent. There is talent there, and he's, he's got we'll a give his due in the space of what two when was Luke game three weeks, two weeks ago? It's a while ago, yeah. yeah. In two weeks, Luke was the last, had, last podcast, was Luke. Yeah, so three weeks ago, he's had that chance again because you won't have the same chance every week. But what I'm saying is, he's had a very similar chance from the last one, and he's already learned from it. And this time he's put the ball in the back of the net. So yeah. you can't argue with that. He's made a mistake. He full well knows he's made a mistake in the Luton game. He's come back and had a similar chance three weeks later. And this time he's buried it. So as far as I'm concerned, I'll give him an eight. Well, I'm going to give him a seven. Yeah. No, I still will give him an eight, actually, because he was only on the pitch for about, what, ten minutes. And he's going to score a goal, so yeah, exactly. I have to be fair. Now, I'd say, right, so we'll go into the whole state performance against Reading. I'm going to give it a ten. Yeah, I'll give it a turn. Top of the ten. table, top ready. of the league, away game, three 0 Nathan Collins is a genius. Gary Seat was a brick wall. Tyrus Campbell's and Tyrus Campbell yeah. is becoming like the new Fuller. Just needs to learn how to do tricks like him. Get Fuller back. Get him back to learn to Campbell how to play football. He's on the up, aren't he? <laughs> He's only down the road. He'll learn him. Right, just just go nuts. We don't want tricks. We just want points. It's a bit boring there, aren't I? <laughs> Don't want tricks, want points. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Did you know we never watched Bully? Sounds just like Jim Bowie, <laughs> Right, so people have been talking that we're close to January. And literally, I, I, I swear the transfer only closed about a week ago. I'm sure it's only 29. But we're, we're literally talking about transfers again. Well, And people have been talking, people have been saying. And I believe this time is the time to spend money because... You know, if we're in a good position by, if we're in the top six in January and we've got money spent, I don't know why we don't. Forget financial fair play, cause it's all about going up. It's, I mean, it's nice to sit here for a change and not I'll say a change 10, 11, 12, like we have done in previous transfers. I think there's two signings I'd make. With, if I was doing it, I'd spend 15 million and get a right wing back in and a left wing back in. And maybe a centre back if we can get a good one in. I'd tell you would like. That Nathan Phillips from Liverpool. Yeah. I'd like him at Stoke. Yeah, I, d- I don't... It's a tough one now, isn't it? Because in previous transfer windows, we sat here and said, change that, 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 that. Whereas this time, it's like, well, we're not in a bad position in the league. 
we're having some good performer performances out of what we've got. What what do, what's the next move? And I don't think O'Neill's gonna go mad in the transfer window. I really don't. I don't think anyone who thinks he does is mad. No, I don't think it's going to be because he's got yet. some set. He's took him a year to settle things down, start getting people out the door, and and the thing is, there's still one or two that are still he still can't get rid of. But from when he's took over, he's now got a pretty settled side, hasn't he? I think the difference is over the year that since he's been here, he's kind of calmed it down, and he hasn't got lost with the hype that the press have been saying because at the beginning of both Rowett especially Rowett Rowett was literally boasting to Leeds going haven't you seen predictions and then it all crumbled apart yeah. Nathan Cog Jones the same everyone yeah. was going oh Stoke could go up Stoke got a chance of getting promoted Nathan was like yes we've got a great chance of going up and and yeah. and then now we've, everyone's sort of been sensible and gone well we'll just see how it goes this season we've but got Michael's quite sensible in his interviews he doesn't overly push things it's just we are where we are we're doing all right he, he, he never if you saw him jump up and down I'd be surprised he, he, he keeps everything very close to his chest yeah he's very sensible takes every game one at a time he's very defensive man which I like at times because I think that Gary Rout was trying to play too much football at times but then he went too defensive and it was getting a bit strange and then Nathan Jones just didn't have a bloody clue what he was doing and it all started crumbling apart because he didn't have the experience to draw from but Michael O'Neill's been a manager a long time. He's been a manager, what, nearly 18 years before he came to yeah. Stoke. He's been around a long time. Mm. And he's come in with that experience of knowing how to get success from a very average group of players. And he has to work with what he's got. Yeah. So for me, like, because we were being linked with right wing backs in the last window, and I don't think Morgan Fox has worked. I don't understand why... Because we've got money. As a football club, we've got serious money behind us in the coach family. We, they're, they're very wealthy people. And I don't understand why, yes, financial fair play could hit us, but if we bring those wing-backs back in that can fly us up the pitch and get us chances to score goals, I don't understand why we don't spend a bit of money to get them through the door. It's we can. if you saw a, a face in if folks or somebody left. I, I, no, but I think this is the thing now where... People keep going, oh, well, you know, we've still got too many big players on the wages and all this kind of stuff. At this point, Villa had this problem and then they spent their way out of it. They just threw money at it and goes, right, eventually we'll go up. And yeah. they did. I don't understand why Stoke don't just have one go. Well, I don't know why Stoke... And we've not, to be honest, we've not really done it for some time. Is why we don't look at the loan market a bit more. Because the reality is... In the past, we've spent money and it's not worked and we've not been able to get rid of them and it's been a nightmare. If you look at Villa and, and even, I know Derby didn't go up, but it's still a cracking season. The loan market's there for a reason. There's good Premier League players who aren't getting insides who do well in the Championship. And and to me, we're starting to get a settled squad. A couple of added loan signings even there might make the difference. And if they don't work, they go back at the end of the season. It's as simple as that. Yeah, but there's a lot of there's a lot of price on a fee for a loan. Yeah, no, but the thing is, how much money have we wasted on players who come in who won't leave? Oh, we've got loads of them. At least it's one. At least it's one we've fee. Got loads and that's that. of them. We're going to yeah. we're going to discuss one of them next as well. But I feel that if we get a right wing back and a left wing back that he feels comfortable with, I think still fly up the league. 
I think that's the day. Because, <clears throat> don't get me wrong, I like McLean in that position. I like how he, he breaks the ball forward, this, that and the other. But defensively, he is suspect when a pacey right winger runs at him. Mm. He doesn't now defend him. No. He, he, he hasn't got it in him, which is why he failed in that position under Jones. Tommy Smith, he just doesn't have the pace to break up and down that area. And the problem is we're having to break the defence apart to support when that's they break it. forward. Yeah. And I think that's why we play the way we do at the moment, because he doesn't trust the wing, wing-backs. No. doesn't trust them. Morgan Fox has failed, because he isn't playing there. And I don't think he rates Tommy Smith, because all the way through the end of the window, he was trying to get a right wing-back in. Yeah. So it's obvious he doesn't trust Tommy Smith. So for me, then, positions are there. I wouldn't mind a younger man coming and replace Danny Battlesworth. Well. I mean, if we could get that Nathan Phillips from... I know he's playing now for Liverpool, but as soon as Van Dijk comes back, he won't be playing. So somebody like that, and he's, he, I think he's 23 now, 24. So Van Dijk looks like he's out for, for the season, doesn't he? I know that, but they've still got Matip to come back as well, Joel Matip, and they've got mm-hmm. Joe Gomez, who I think is injured at the moment, all playing alongside him. They've still got a few players who will break in ahead of Nathan Phillips. They've got to be very careful, aren't they, about how many... If they let anybody go, but I, I think there's a chance that we could probably get him on loan until the end of the season, if Liverpool bring us an emergency signing. Because they'll probably they've already said they're going to try to buy somebody in January mm-hmm. to replace Van Dijk. So if somebody does that, opens up Nathan Phillips, and he he needs to play now. He's 23 years of age. He, he's had a couple of loan spells. I, he'd be perfect for Stoke. The thing is, if we get to the end of December and we're in the same similar possession at like eighth, then we do become an attractive option. But the thing is, well, what you've got to think about, if we're fourth when the January window opens... We've got a very attractive we've option. We've got a very attractive option. Plus, only that, we, you've got to go for it. And if that means bringing two wing-backs in at five million, six million apart, mm-hmm. it, we know we're going to massively improve the defence and it means that we can break forward properly with pace. You've got to go for them. Yeah. Especially when we know we've got the money in the bank. Well, yeah, and the thing is... You've got to take your opportunity while it's there because we spent three seasons at the bottom end of the table. Yeah. So. And if we won't go up, if we bring those positions and players in for the positions that he wants and yeah. he, he likes them, say a young lad, it, I don't know, I can't really think of any wing backs at the moment without searching Google. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if there's two he likes, they could play left wing back and play right wing back and he wants them mm-hmm. and it's like six million for one and eight million for the other. And they're young and they're ready to go, and they've got pace to be. And you've got to, you've got to let him have them. I know yeah. I know if we don't go up, it's a bigger gamble because we'll have to let go. But we have to do what other clubs do. We have to move money around to to make oh, it work. The thing is, you can't you can't sit there as a football club and go, well, what we want you to achieve is we want you to not get into the Premier League because we don't know what to do next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. At the end of the day, teams have been promoted to the Premier League and sank straight away. But the reality is, the fans would have still had a great journey getting to the Premier League yeah. and everything else. You can't you can't sit there as a club and go, well, we don't get I don't. To be honest, look at the way we're playing at the minute, I don't think we're far off being a top side. I think he obviously doesn't see something in Morgan Fox because McLean's playing there and who else is playing there? Timon's playing there. But Timon has become inconsistent again. From that brilliant young player that we've seen, he has gone a bit inconsistent again. And is now out of the team again. Mm. So he obviously doesn't rate him enough to play in that role, so he's put McLean back in there. But I think everybody as a squ- in the squad as a whole knows that 
if they're not pulling the weight, they're going to get dropped. I think sometimes in the past we've had players who think they're indispensable. Joe Allen, maybe. Yeah. He, I think he walked around the thing, he I'm playing. I'm yeah. Joe Allen, I'm playing. And I think now there's a difference now because Joe, I don't, I don't know what's going on with Joe actually. Well, he was supposed to have been coming, he was back, supposed to be coming back a while ago. I don't know where Joe is unless he's here trying to force a move. I don't know. Because yeah. I, know, I know there has been rumours that Brendan Rodgers wants him back at Leicester. So, a strange one. Well, he likes him, doesn't he? He had him at Liverpool, had him at Swansea. He, he rates him as a player. He had him at Liverpool a long, long time ago. It's not like he had him at Liverpool last season, is it? No, he hasn't been at Liverpool. He's been, to be fair, I wouldn't mind Joe Allen coming back. I think he's a good player. Ish. But I think that, I think the problem is in the wing-back area. So I think it, it, there's not enough pace there. That's the biggest problem, especially the way we're playing now. And I think that's the problem. We don't play Nick Powell out of the pitch and we don't play Campbell. We do seem really toothless because they can't get up quick enough and back enough. And that's the problem. To and be I, honest, you could, you, if you were digging deeper, you possibly could bring some support at some um, competition for Powell. Yeah, because Powell is the only can. Well, the, the thing is with Powell, when he does have these knocks and these little pulls... We just replace him with anyone at times. I've noticed sometimes when Powell comes off injured, yeah, he's we always end up just who we're gonna. It could be anybody. He's normally Oakley Booth because he's got a bit of pace, but he, he isn't a cam in any shape or form. Well, he's nowhere near ready. Either. He's not ready to play first year's football for Stoke. No, he's leaving. He's uh, to be honest. At the end of the season, I'd probably loan Oakley Booth out. To be honest, especially if we're in the Prem next season, but. The, the thing what we've got to look at I think is, is I think January is if we're fourth or fifth January is going to be very important for Stoke mm. because I would look at a Cal though I would, I would it would be something if if I was Michael O'Neill and I was sitting with the coaching staff I would sit there and consider looking at a Cal I would I would yeah just yeah. just to bring us a spare when yeah. Powell isn't playing well because the thing is with Powell like, he, he's come off a couple of times early this season and Maybe he gets niggly injuries. That's the problem with it. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. have long injuries, but he has niggly injuries. Yeah. That's the biggest problem with him. Yeah, and like I say, I don't think it could hurt to look at that position. But it's nice for us to sit here and go left wing back, right wing back, Cam. Yeah, well, we've not... sat there in the past and gone striker, midfielder. <laughs> yeah, not like been. not like at the end of last season where it was like we need a new defence, <laughs> a new goalkeeper. I think at one point one of us may have said, "Just open the door, <laughs> just Sorry. let them all go, and <laughs> bring a new squad in." I know this is the first time that I've, I've actually sat here and comfortably said the only places I think we're weak is right wing back and left wing yeah. back, and I would like I would like a younger man to come in for Danny Bat. Yeah. That's the only thing. Like I say, I'll agree with that and maybe a cam. That's yeah, probably a backup cam on loan or yeah. something in the Premier League just to come in when Powell's legs are going or isn't fit. And, yeah. and that's because I think that is a weak point with our side is that when Nick Powell doesn't play, we do look toothless up front. And if we had a spare cam that it could, he was on loan from City or something or Liverpool, yeah. he could slot in then and come off the bench when Powell's starting to get leggy yeah. and, and maybe impress in that role. Yeah. I think, to be honest, though, when Valinden's fit, I think I think Valinden will sit in there. What behind the strike? I think he'll sit behind the strike. We don't play wingers, do we? So, but he can play as a can. Mm. So there's a chance that Valinden could come into that role. Yeah, no, that's fronted. We'll bring Benigni back because apparently he's playing as a can now instead of a striker. Never. 
I will never return <laughs> to that ground of feature. <laughs> never. I playing well in Belgium, to be fair, but it is like a pub team. But anyway, speaking of pub teams, there's a, there was a massive result on Saturday yesterday we were going to talk about. A little, this, a little old pub team from Norfolk. Might this be something to do with the old Vale? It's about the old Vale. He <laughs> lost one mil to Kings Lynn. Where's Kings Lynn? Where's Tom Pope now? He's <laughs> going against City. <laughs> oh, what a, what a great... What, what a weekend. We beat the league leaders 3-0 and Vale lose at home to a pub, a pub team in Norfolk. Yeah, and from what I gather, I did spot a little thing that their Twitter page had put on saying, welcome to all the Stoke fans <laughs> who liked our page. Got, I think they've got up 400,000. The funny thing is, I'm one of them. <laughs> I followed them on Twitter <laughs> after the win. Yeah. Great result. Yeah, brilliant. But I, I went out and about and started asking people online about where, about well, people in Norfolk, and even people in Norfolk didn't know where King's Lynn is. So that's... No. that's well, if they had 400,000 followers after the game, how many did they have before? They only have about nine, <laughs> ten. If they're that big, they haven't even got their, their crest on... Was it, was it at Vale Park as well? It was at Vale Park as well, yeah. It's, it's Ooh, a terrible yeah. weekend for Vale. Stoke are going to go up and they're going to... Because their promotion push has literally found its face as well. Mm. They're struggling again. Yeah. Well, who cares? It's Vale. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we go to the next feature, which we all know what it is. Question time? No, question time. No, it's too I mean, late. Now. It's it, too late been now. Too we've, ill for we've only got time. about 10 minutes. <laughs> you've been too ill for question time. No, I did think of one, but it's too late now. You, you should have reminded me earlier on, really. Oh, so it's my fault. It's my fault. It's my question, yeah. Uh, so we'll go to the women. They're, they're at home. Are they? Yeah, all cancelled. Has <laughs> it been cancelled? Yeah, Covid. Rona's cancelled it. Yeah, but welcome. The WSL can play in the Scottish yeah, the National League and the reserves West Midlands leagues have been cancelled. That's not fair. We're on a roll. But this comes back to what we said before. Don't go out, but you can go here. Well, don't go out, but you can go here. The top teams could play, but you can't. What, no. What's going on? Top teams works by Corona, but you will. Yeah. Stupid, mate. Absolutely ridiculous. Stupid. We're getting into that as well. We're starting to pick up as well. Stoke leaders with you. We're starting to get results together. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like I say. The problem is everyone's got an opinion on it, aren't they? And there's only so much you can keep saying it, but hopefully on the second we can go back to things slowly getting back to normal again. Right, well that's a bit of a disappointing end to the podcast. See, I told you, you should have done a question. I should have done a question instead because that's just really depressed me. Getting we get behind the women. Yeah. Oh, how disappointing! But this week's podcast is dedicated to Kings Lane. Kings Lane, come on, the boys. Come on, Kings Lane. So. Everybody knows where we are. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on every podcast platform, every single one now. No excuse. Don't people coming on now going, where are you? We're everywhere. Mark's going to do some TikTok videos. It's going to make you laugh. What he should have done at the beginning there, he said, you know where we are? We're in lockdown. <laughs> Two. <laughs> yeah, so like I say, wait for Mark's TikTok videos. If you want to see many boxers dancing about, you can find us online. I'm just going to sort that now. Yeah, thanks for listening. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. All the best.